Yes, you communicate your message with words, but you also communicate it in everything you do or don't do. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life where we take the time to explore the intersections of the psychology and emotions of money, as well as the math of it, because, you know, these are the elements that impact your results, your feelings, and your experiences. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I am really, really glad you've tuned in. So whether this is your first episode or you are coming back, I thank you. And when this episode goes live, there will be just a few days remaining, but you can still RSVP for April's Comfort Circle Dinner. It will be held on Monday, April 26th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. It's virtual on Zoom, so you can join us from anywhere. The theme, your message, your brand, one of your greatest assets. And in case you didn't know, this is the theme um, for a three-part series that I've been doing. And this series has been all about how do you set yourself apart via what it is that you want to be known for. And we kicked off this series with episode 81, where I shared several questions designed to help you amplify what it is you want to be known for. Because again, this is what sets you apart in a really noisy world. What you want to be known for is a reflection of your message. Or some might say your message is a reflection of what you want to be known for. Either way, it's a mirror. And either way, your message has many jobs. Number one, your message illuminates your zone of genius. Number two, it calls in the right people and the right opportunities. And by right, I mean that there is alignment on many levels, including with regards to your values, your purpose, and your expectations. Likewise, your message helps you declare and discern who is right for you. Because just like people are choosing you, you get to choose them as well. And lastly, but not necessarily, finally, your message gives you clarity so that you only make promises connected to the results that you endeavor to get with and for your people. Not only is your message a signal, like when a taxi has its light on, it's your anchor. It's the litmus test for every decision and choice that you make from the mundane to the significant. And some might even go as far to say that your message is your movement. When I concluded the last episode, I said in part, if you need help on how to define your message, and I extended the invitation to tune in to today's message, this, the second installment in this series. But I am exercising my right to change my language. Thus, I am swapping out define and replacing it with discover. And here's why. The more and more I reflected on this theme about what it is that you want to be known for, 
your message, your brand, and the role that it plays in your body of work, the clearer it became to me that this actually isn't something that you calculate. And to me, that's how defining makes it seem, like you can calculate it. When I truly believe the truth of the matter is that your message is something that you discover. It is something deep inside of you that you give birth to and you over time get to understand it and to know it a little bit better and you get to describe it a little bit better after experience, after feedback. So not only do I don't think you calculate it, not only do I think you discover it, I think that it reveals itself to you over time. Like your awareness of it doesn't unfold all at once. And sure, in your spirit, you might have the initial inkling of it, but when it comes to the words that you use to describe what it is that you wanna be known for, to describe your message, Again, I do think that that is something that occurs over time and it is something that you discover. At least that has been my experience and it is what I've noticed courtesy of my clients and business besties and colleagues. But if this has not been your experience, please tell me. I would love to know all of the juicy details. Send me a DM on Instagram. But back to my thesis, my thesis of the fact that I don't believe you calculate it, um, that I think you discover it. And if that's the case, well, how then do you discover it? Well, this shouldn't really come as a surprise to you, given that it's me on the mic here, because I think that the way in which you discover it is with questions, more questions. So here's the first one. What do you stand for? Sometimes discovering what you stand for comes courtesy of knowing what you are against. So think about what annoys you. What annoys you in your industry, in your role or discipline within the industry? What observations are you making that concern you? If you're familiar with my story, then you know I am known for focusing on the human side of money. You know that the seed of that was planted in October 1987 after witnessing the drastically different reactions to the stock market crash. And my awareness of and commitment to what I stand for as well as against has only deepened over the years. I can tell you with certainty that the, the way in which I describe my body of work and the confidence that goes with, I didn't have that at 21 in 1987. I didn't necessarily have it in 1995 when I started my business. Like, it, again, it is the thing that has unfolded over time. The seed, the spirit of, of it has been there the entirety of time. But the language to describe it and the clarity around to whom and for whom and my confidence in it, especially given that it wasn't something that was as widely known back then as it is today, time, <laughs> time address that. So that's the first question. What is it that you stand for? The second question is, why does it matter to you? Or another way to think of this is, What's the difference or the impact that you want to make 
as it pertains to what it is that you want to be known for. And when you think about what it is that you want to be known for and your message, all of that at the end of the day, it is in service to others. So why do what matters to you, why do you want it to matter to others? Why do you want it to matter to them? However, you are defining the them. So in my case, the them was, I wanted, or I believed I should say that more people will experience even more financial success when they prioritize understanding why they do what they do with their money. And this means staying curious about their behavior, their choices, their motivations and emotions, along with paying attention to what's happening with the numbers. So that's what matters to me, and it is why I want that to matter to you. Hence the reason that we focus on what we focus on with More Than Money podcast. We focus on more than just the numbers. We focus on looking at it in all of the intersections and integrations. So looking at, again, money, business, and life, and making sure that we're not just a how-to, you know, mechanic oriented, if you will, podcast around money. So that's the second question. Why does it matter to you? The third question is who's the who? So speaking of the them that I just referenced in terms of, you know, why, why does what matters, why do you want what matters to you to matter to others? Who are those others? Who are the them? So the third question is who's the who? To whom do you want your message to matter? There is a reason that I work mostly with smart, driven, curious, high earners. I want my message to matter to them because I know that there is an erroneous presumption that says, if you fit that profile, then you don't need help managing your money. That somehow, if you have that profile, whatever questions you have, whatever challenges you have, whatever frustrations you have, desires you that you have that might be out of your reach, first, they don't think you have them. And then if, if you do have them, they think, ah, they've got the resources. They've got the education. They can figure it out. So they don't even think you need help figuring it out, both the non-financial and the non-financial aspect. And I know that that is so untrue. So who's the who for you? And then the fourth question is, why do you follow your approach? Or in other words, why do you do what you do the way that you do it? Because we all do our thing the way that we do it, right? We all have our particular way. And for me, an aspect of that is that in everything that I do, whether it's coaching, giving a presentation, hosting an event, writing, or even hosting our conversations here on the podcast, I go deep. Like I said last time, I thrive on going beneath the surface. And what this means is that if, if someone is looking for a quick fix that doesn't address both the root and the symptom, I'm not the one for them. I'm not the person. They're not going to enjoy this podcast. They're not going to enjoy working with me as a coachee. They're not going to enjoy the, com the presentations that I give. They're not going to enjoy the way I design my events. They're not going to enjoy my writing. Like they're just not going to get it because what I offer is not what they want. But I'm cool with that because I know what I want to be known for. So yes, you communicate your message with words. 
but you also communicated in everything that you choose to do or that you choose not to do. Your message shapes the experiences that you create for your people. Your message makes your people feel safe. It makes it feel like you, you see them, that you hear them, that you understand them. They feel that. They can, they can sense that. And hopefully you've set it up so that your message makes them feel all of those things without any sort of judgment about where they are, about where they've been, about the mistakes they've made, about the desires that they have. Your message does all of that. And your message is what speaks for you when you are not in the room when and where decisions about you are being discussed and made. I haven't been as explicit thus far in this episode, but here's where is a really good point, or a really good point in the episode to point out that this pertains to you as a listener, whether you are listening as an employee or an entrepreneur or small business owner. When someone is making a decision, whether it's to hire you as an employee or to hire you because they want to work with you, more likely than not, you are not in the room when they are making that final decision. So your message and what it is that you want to be known for, it is that invisible thing that speaks for you when you're not in the room to speak for yourself. So I'll hope that you will take the time, again, regardless of what hat you may be wearing, that you will take the time to answer the questions that I've shared, either as a way to discover your message or to reconnect with it. And again, depending upon when you're listening to this episode, if there's time, I hope that you will join us for the dinner that's scheduled for Monday, April 26th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And you can go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash comfort dash circle to get all of the details and to RSVP. Once more, that link is jacquettetimmons.com forward slash comfort dash circle. And I hope you will tune in again for the next episode, the last in this series, where we are going to focus on how what it is that you want to be known for, your message, your brand, is actually one of your greatest assets. It's an asset that can lead to more income, more impact, and more opportunities. Well, that is it for today's episode. As always, I thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast, this episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. Once more, if you'd like to attend the dinner, go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash comfort dash circle. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. But before I sign off, I am recording this after the verdict came in on the Derek Chauvin trial. And I just have to tell you that I am just so relieved and so grateful that he was found guilty on all three charges. When I heard the verdict, I just bawled. I bawled with relief that, thank God, he was found and held accountable. So if you two are taking a long, deep exhale, 
thank you. Thank you for doing that with me. Thank you for letting me share with you uh, how I am feeling, how I feel so grateful, how I feel so light. Because let's face it, folks, we are who we are. We show up with all of the stuff that we are carrying. And I'm just grateful to be here recording this episode, feeling a lot lighter and a lot more grateful um, and just so just so thankful that we got the verdict that we did. So again, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. May you have a great rest of your day. And until next time, remember, it's about more than money. Mm-hmm.